Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Kavaza, and for today, it's a theme that we've been running on, I'll say, pretty much since the beginning, and that is uh, the topic of e-commerce, you know, what's driving it, um, where do we stand in South Africa, what are the enablers, what are the things holding us back. And for today, it's looking to be a very fascinating discussion because we have the large e-commerce platform in South Africa that is uh, Take-A-Lot Group, which comprises of Take-A-Lot.com, um, Superbalist, as well as uh, Mr. D Food. And to help us to unpack, you know, where that business is sitting and standing and uh, where they're hoping to go is uh, Mamohai Mahlare, who is the group CEO over at Take-A-Lot. <laughs> Mamohai, greetings to you today. Greetings, Medeo, and thank you for the opportunity to have a conversation. Um, I think usually when we have these conversations at the beginning we ask uh, the people that we are talking to um, to give us some insight into the organizations that they come from but an organization like take a lot you know needs little to no introduction because by now it's it's a huge name um, in the world of retail so rather well we would start by just maybe getting a sense of your role as group CEO at Take A Lot, what does that entail, you know, when it comes to, uh, I guess, running the largest e-commerce platform in the country? It is indeed a privilege to, to actually have the opportunity to do this role. Um, when you, you mentioned that Take A Lot group is made out of three different businesses at the moment. So we talk in takealot.com, which is your general merchandise business where you can shop almost anything you can imagine. And you have your superbalist.com, which is a fashion and apparel business, um, which is really about all of the great fashion styles that you can find in, in the country, especially curated for South African tastes. You also have Mr. D. With Mr. D, we have an on-demand business, which is... Uh, started primarily with a food delivery, and we have more recently added onto the platform the um, pick and pay groceries on Mr. D. And so, what it means is that as as a group, we are able to serve a wide range of South Africans' needs. And so, what we have to always be thinking about, and my role is, how do we? Uh, drive more adoption of our businesses because of the value that it provides for South Africans in terms of how it can save you time, it can save you money, and it allows, you know, a, a lot of people to be able to provide um, goods and services to their families, their relatives, without necessarily being in the same geography. And so our biggest goal is about how do we grow up, up, up our, the adoption of e-commerce, how do we pro- continue to improve on the service that we provide, and how do we grow um, our, our future platforms um, to, to address more of South Africa's uh, needs? 
Now, most certainly, it sounds like, uh, you know, big business that you guys are, are taking care of and uh, they keeps, uh, they, there's, there's growth that's happening, additional services, partnerships uh, that you guys are constantly bringing on board, whether it's to improve the customer experience or to just make sure that the offering um, is keeping in touch with what, what uh, the requirements of the market are because e-commerce, you know, if we think about the simple act of going online, clicking on a product and get it delivered is now so much different after maybe a decade or two than what it was at the turn of the century. When I, I think at the time, if you remember Netflix's old business of DVDs, that could have been slotted um, into the world of e-commerce, going online and getting DVDs delivered to your house. But now it's so much more. Um, you know, when you when you think about all the different offerings that people um, have, you know, when it comes to that. Um, I want to address some of the big elephants in the room when it comes to e-commerce in South Africa. And um, you guys are the largest platform in the country, but um, we there's a, there's a lot of talk about the fact that uh, Amazon is, uh, you know, looking to launch its operations in South Africa um, in the coming year or so. So keen to get your thoughts just around what um, competition looks like in the sector and how you guys are thinking around competition in the sector. It's it seems to be quite a big one in because even um, what you call this uh, some of the regulators and competition authorities are also exploring the state of e-commerce markets in the country. Um, so you know, keen to get your thoughts just around how you guys are thinking around competition, specifically when you have uh, some of the big players coming in. We do. I think that's a, that's a great question. You know, when we think about e-commerce. We have seen quite um, a lot of growth in adoption over the COVID period. It is important, however, to, to keep in perspective that e-commerce today is only about 4% of retail. Now, before COVID, it was just under 2% of total retail. So yes, COVID did help drive acceleration of adoption. So it went from 2 to 4%. But it is still a very nascent category. And when you compare with emerging countries similar to ours, in like in Latin America, they're sitting at about um, 10 to 14%. So when you look at where we are still sitting, we are still really a nascent industry. And there is still very much more large scope for growth for e-commerce. This is the perspective that we have when we think about this new uh, large global competitors coming into the market. I mean, when you think about it, the first question you have to say is, uh, why would they come to South Africa? First of all, what it demonstrates is that the Takealot Group did provide a solid business case around the business opportunity that exists uh, in this market. We've proved that there's a valid um, opportunity and that there is room for growth. Having just spoken about the numbers, it's very clear that this market can be triple what it is today. And when we think about competition, we have to think about it in that context, which says, if there is still a 3x opportunity, what does competition mean? What it means to me is that we still need a lot of investment and drive to get South Africans to adopt e-commerce. And 
to enjoy the value benefits that it does provide for their lives. And so the competition is only going to contribute towards really accelerating adoption and growing the marketplace. From our point of view, we believe we have a very strong platform that we have built over a, a decade. We have strong support from South Africans. We have um, we have great people, we have extraordinary people that work at Take A Lot who are committed to constantly be evolving our offering and to always saying, how do we do things better? And what else do we uh, add onto the platform? So the level of innovation, the speed of execution, the passion for the business and the passion to, uh, to service South Africans and put the customer first is fundamentally what drives our business and our approach in terms of uh, executing in the marketplace. So we believe that we have a very strong platform um, across the value chain that we have built and that you know we're ready for the competition to to come into the country and we say game on. <laughs> I like that a very bullish uh, very bullish sentiment um you know coming through there but it makes sense because I guess there's a, there's an element of uh, first mover advantage that comes in as well as the investment as well because in a, in many parts of Africa uh, there tends to be an infrastructure deficit which has stifled a lot of the e-commerce growth, you know, where that's about setting up your delivery networks, where that's about simple matters such as addressing. Um, you know, how do you <laughs> you know, how do you find uh, how do you find someone who happens to be either in a remote location or maybe some of the highly some of the very densely populated areas um, in South Africa. So South Africa tends to be famous, or can I, yeah, famous for townships, for example. How do you find uh, people in some of those things? Yes. And um, obviously, the like, uh, you guys have done a lot of investment to try and cover some of those uh, big issues. Maybe you could talk to us about uh, the rural aspect because uh, there tends to be a shying away from operating in areas that are outside of uh, metros for a lot of e-commerce players for the reasons that we've just outlined. Um, so, yeah, your investment in terms of making sure that you can get a good, you know, or a product into uh, someone's hands, even in the most remote parts of South Africa. Thank you, Madhira. I think at the heart of our business is the recognition that we are a South African business built by South Africans for South Africans. And so as a South African champion, what we believe is that we have to be able to provide the same quality service to people in all geographies and regardless of income levels. And that is how we have approached making sure that we have a national footprint in terms of our delivery network. What that means is that today, whether you live in the Sikisiki, Sikukuni land, or Bentry Bay, or Santon, we're able to deliver the products to you that you order from our platform. And how you do it with especially the areas that do not have an address. I'll use an example. Uh, my parents live in Sikukuni land, and there is no street address in, 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 in rural areas. And so how you're able to do it on our platform is that you get to be able to drop a pin which then gives the GPS coordinates of where the location is that you want to have product delivered to. 
And then because we have developed our own um, delivery network, which is with franchisees partners that operate within certain geographies, is in each of the geographies, there are people that have a depth of knowledge around the areas that they service. So you have the GPS coordinates that tells you where to go. You have a um, delivery partner that has deep expertise about the area. And then, of course, as we, we have the technology in terms of being able to call to if there are any other complications with the locations. But we find that with the delivery partner and being able to drop a pin, that allows us to be able to, um, to deliver straight to the door. And that is exactly how I've been able to uh, send things to my parents and how many people that buy from Take-A-Lot are able to have things delivered to their parents, their grandparents, their relatives, their friends across the whole of South African footprint. So it is really a great equalizer in terms of being able to make sure that everybody has access to all of these high quality products that we have across our platform. So whether you want the latest fashion from superbless.com or you need to buy a fridge or laptop from Take A Lot or buy Battery Bank or UPS, you can do so um, and, and be able to have it delivered to where you are. So it is something that I'm personally also really proud of to be part of a business that is truly providing uh, equitable service uh, to, to all of South Africa. Uh, it certainly sounds like there's a lot going on and uh, I like the fact that you know you're using that example and for you that's close to home and it's it's not uh, uh, what can I call it it's not abstract it's literally something that people are dealing with and I think about some of the solutions that people are coming up with you mentioned things like GPS uh, I know companies like what three words have been trying to come up with their own uh, addressing systems so really great to see that and also some of the partner networks that are being used to actually that have the deep rural presence to actually make sure uh, that uh, you can make that happen but I wanted to focus on, you mentioned the word being a South African champion just now. And a big issue in South Africa is small businesses. And you guys have a lot of small businesses, uh, you know, on the platform. Um, I'm not sure whether you can share how many small businesses or, you know, are engaging, you know, in commerce on your platform. But uh, that seems to be a huge issue. And I feel like sometimes, we, you know, covering the sector, um, there tends to be a bit of a tension because some people will, will look at, at uh, Take A Lot and say that um, Take A Lot has been a, a big enabler for small businesses to get into digital commerce and, you know, giving them access to market, etc. Yes. Whereas others would say that Take A Lot ha hasn't done enough or, you know, that uh, there's, yeah, hasn't done enough, or there's been criticisms about uh, the size of the platform and negotiating power and, you know, who's in charge, who's not in charge. Talk to us about that tension. So I think one of the things that is really powerful, actually, about marketplaces, which um, exist like we have on, on takealot.com, is that they are indeed a massive enabler. Let me just give you some numbers to give you a sense of the journey that we've had with Marketplace on takealot.com. 
is we, when we started about 2014, there were about 120 sellers on our platform. Today, as we speak, there, there are over 8,000 sellers on the platform, 8,000 small businesses. It takes only a couple of minutes to be able to register on our platform. It costs less than a thousand rand to register on our platform. And everything else is about being able to get instant access to over 4 million customers that come on the platform at any point in time. Now, what that does is that it provides instant opportunity for a business that is starting up to be able to have access to market, which as you know, it is one of the biggest concern when you're starting a business. It's like, how am I going to get access to customers? That's one. And secondly, the affordability of being able to start on the platform means that you're able to, to, to take away some of the constraints on capital. So if today you had a product, like we have um, a lady that started, developed a beauty product, Masodi um, Beauty, and where would you then go and sell? The option would be, do I need to go and rent and, and, and build a shop and spend a lot of money to be able to rent and wait for people to come and hope that they come? But when you come onto our platform, it provides the, 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 the access at very low cost. And so I 100% believe that it is a massive enabler. And we have seen all of these businesses grow significantly on the platform. And so what is important to understand is that when TakeLot grows, it means those small enterprises are growing because we can only grow if they are doing well, if their products are doing well, if the service that we're providing to connect them to customers as well as do all of the fulfillment delivers to the customer's uh, requirements. And so it is a massive enabler. It is absolutely incredible to see a lot of the businesses that have come on the platform and have they have grown. And I, you know, there, 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 there are many others. And what is important to understand is even the diversity of businesses that we have. There is a business that is producing beer. Um, there are businesses that are doing products like chili. We have businesses that are doing sports equipment and sports apparel. We have businesses that are doing tech, tech products. And so I think what we mustn't underestimate is the creativity and the ambition of South Africans. And what this platform has shown is that the will and the hunger to really lift ourselves out of the economic constraints exists in South Africans. And take a lot plays a critical role in taking that potential, connecting it to market, and making sure that those opportunities, those individual businesses have the, the ability to be able to commercialize their great products and, um, and, and take it to the market at a national level. So you have a seller that is sitting in Johannesburg, but somebody is able to buy that product living in Cape Town which in a traditional setup would not be something that would be possible except with great investment. So I, I do fundamentally see it only as, as, as an enabler because 
what is powerful is the synergistic nature of the relationship is that with all of these businesses on the platform, we can only grow if they grow. And today, over half of the uh, revenue we generate is from uh, the partnerships we have with these small, medium enterprises. So that shows how seriously we take enabling and supporting those businesses to thrive on the platform. And you can't question that when you understand uh, the facts, as, as, as I've just shared with you. And when we think about the ecosystem that is around the Techlog group, you also see that we have generated and enabled about 33,000 jobs. That speaks to the SME partners, speaks to our franchisees, it, being, it speaks to our delivery partners and all of our employees. That entire ecosystem in our, in our value chain has helped generate or support 33,000 jobs in just a decade. So you can see how e-commerce is so powerful in helping us address the high levels of unemployment and to unlock the SME development in this country. And we are playing that role quite effectively, and we believe that we should continue to be enabled to do so and to grow because we can only grow if all of those businesses are growing and jobs are being created, which creates momentum to really transform our economy and to kickstart it back into growth. And that's the role of, that we believe is powerful for e-commerce to play and should continue to do so. There's a, there's a big piece, you know, like you said, the enablement part. Um, getting a lot of these small businesses onto the platform, giving them access to market. And it's always interesting when you talk to people in the small business space. On the outside, sometimes people think that the biggest issue is access to funding. But when you actually talk to business people, they say that actually what I actually want to do is just to be able to sell my my my, my goods. Absolutely. Right? I just want people to buy my stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It is, I mean, you only have a business if you have customers. Yes. And, and get, getting access to receptive customer base is important because also, you know, it is quite expensive to be selling to people that are trying to sell to people that are not looking for your product. But when you know that you've got a receptive uh, customer base that is also able to transact, they're able to pay for your goods and you are able to, deliver your promise to um, to get the products to them, that is something that we take for granted. But it takes significant amount of investment and execution to be able to deliver to a promise that you make. And so it is a great you know, um, enabler for, for future growth is being able to deliver on your promises consistently. No, most certainly, most certainly. Now, in the interests of uh, what you call this, in the interests of time, uh, because uh, we are fast uh, running out of time, there are two, um, I would say, big points that we wanted to get uh, your thoughts on before we let you go. 
So the first question is just around um, trends in e-commerce and trends on the platform. One of the things that we've been covering quite a bit as uh, Business Day and also Financial Mail is uh, the rise of uh, buy now, pay later business models, especially starting during COVID. We started really engaging. We've had the likes of Payflex on this platform a number of different times. Um, sure. I think, uh, was it last year or earlier in the year when the likes of Apple, you know, have now introduced buy now, pay later into their own Apple Pay platform and all that. So it really seems as if um, it's a big thing. And when someone checks out on Take A Lot, buy now, pay later has also become an option uh, that is there for people to fulfill their orders. Could you talk to us just around what buy now, pay later is doing? Is it a driver? of uh, transactions on the platform or has it just uh, merely become a, a different way in which people can pay? So, you know, what is key is that our entire approach in pieces is around putting the customer first. And what we have seen is a need for more payment options. And so what we have on the uh, platform is the ability to be able to you know, do cash on delivery, you can pay on your credit card, you can pay on your debit card, you can do instant EFTs, etc. And so with all of those wide variety of options, it meant that there is no real barrier towards being able to do a transaction. Increasingly, as you mentioned, there is the growing ask to say, can I have an option that allows me to buy now but, but pay over time? And I think the offerings such as Buy Now, Pay Later are fantastic in terms of our context where customers have some financial constraints with uh, what we're seeing happen, the pressures we're seeing in the marketplace. What it does do is that allows you to be able to split your payment into three or four months. It is uh, at zero interest to you as the customer. And so it allows you to be able to budget for some of the great products that you potentially cannot pay for in, in one go, especially if you think about some load shedding equipment that you might need or you might make big purchases like, you know, fridge and stove and, and all of those great um, purchases. So we have seen an, an adoption of the buy now, pay later. We've had it. On Take A Lot, we've had it for about four months. We've had it for about a year and a half in, in our fashion business in Superbless. And it has done extremely well in, in, in the time that it's it's been made available. And we see it as being more of a support to, to the customer proposition to provide you with a choice. And it we believe that it helps customers make higher purchases that are valuable in terms of their environment. So whether it's, it's it's even fashion, which is, you know, on the lower end in terms of cost or, you know, you buy high-end goods, it actually doesn't matter across the size of the purchase, but it allows you to be able to, to just spread your payments and, and help you budget your finances better. And, you know, we see it more from that point of view rather than just from the view that now you will get incremental growth out of it. The primary objective is 
to make it easier for our customers to be able to make their purchases in a way that is financially responsible for their needs. All right. And uh, I think just uh, some re- uh, research on our point and just reflecting on previous conversations that have had been had on this platform, by now pay later really does seem to be egging a lot more people onto the platform because it does give that ability to receive something, look at it, and then at least you have that uh, that certainty that, okay, fine, these shoes do fit, this dress does fit, this uh, device that I've bought um, works in the way, you know, at least before you finish that, those payments. And it seems to be getting a lot more people to to get into that uh, e-commerce platform uh, e-commerce pipeline sorry and decide okay fine i'm going to i'm really going to do more and more of this uh, of this shopping actually uh, i think on all of our platforms uh, superfluous and takealot.com whatever pages you make you have with 30 days to be able to return it if it doesn't if you change your mind or whether you want something different or whether it doesn't fit or you want to exchange for a different size. So it is a, an attribute that we do provide for all of our purchases on, on, on our platform. So regardless of what method of payment you use, you're always able to return or exchange your products within 30 days with, with um, any one of our businesses. And we will come and collect it from you uh, at no charge to you. Or you can be able to drop it off at any of our pickup points around the country. And so it is important that uh, people understand that when you buy from us, you do have the ability to be able to return or exchange at no cost to yourself. So that should never be a concern. It is something you should know that you certainly can rely on us to be able to support you in that way. Yeah, and definitely a big one to try and help to ease some of that anxiety that some people do have when it comes to participating in the e-commerce environment. So I think that uh, uh, where we can end off today's discussion is uh, probably talking about an issue that everyone is facing in South Africa. You've alluded to it a couple of times during the discussion, uh, talking about people buying power banks and, you know, UPS devices. And uh, right now, as we are doing this session, I am currently uh, without power on my end and uh, getting a sense of what is it like? Not even what is it like? How do you keep the lights on? For a large e-commerce platform that literally relies on the lights, you know, being on. I remember a few years ago, I had the opportunity to visit one of Take A Lot's warehouses. And uh, the number of uh, robots and uh, conveyor belts and, you know, all of this stuff, you know, the trucks and, you know, all the little... Um, all the little vehicles moving the, what you call this, the the goods from all the big stacked shelves, etc. And I'm like, wow, the, it's a big operation. And obviously the lights must just be on. It's not really a choice, you know. So talk to us about that one. Absolutely. And I, as, as you mentioned, the infrastructure is quite vast that you need to support an e-commerce business. And it's something that you you sometimes do not imagine when you just look on your phone and you're able to just place an order and you know you don't actually imagine the the vastness of the infrastructure that's required to fulfill that order and so when you have things like load shedding it is a great 
challenge in terms of being able to continue running the business as effectively as, as possible. But we are able to do so consistently by leveraging the generators. We also have solar panels that are have installed in some of our operations. And so we are constantly investing in ways to allow us to um, to have business continuity regardless of what happens with load shedding. And we have been able to do so over the last five years when the load shedding has, has been with us and as it has accelerated in its frequency. It obviously does come at a, at a great cost. And, and that is a challenge that all of South African businesses uh, and uh, individuals are facing in their homes. And so we are also hopeful that all of the interventions that are taking place in the country will help us to make load shedding part of our past because it is a great barrier towards accelerating growth in the sector. Um, because of the cost implications, as well as the consistency to to provide a good quality service with that level of interruption as part of of, of the, the reality. So, yeah, we definitely hope that uh, it becomes part of our past, so that we can accelerate, you know, this economy because it it really is electricity is a massive. Uh, enabler for for economic growth, and we cannot underestimate the consequences of load shedding on businesses, large and small, and and therefore employment uh, in this country. So that's uh, been it. That's where we end off today's discussion. Um, you know, electricity is a big issue. At least uh, the likes um, of Take A Lot are able to keep the lights on by leveraging the likes of uh, solar um, as well as uh, generator power that they're using to make things happen, albeit at an increase in cost because your incidence of load shedding do seem to be you know rising over 120 days i think of load shedding that we've had uh, so far in uh, 2022 uh, so definitely a big challenge and we all hope that mm. it will be <laughs> a thing of the past we Indeed. all hope it to be a thing of the past Indeed. so that's been it thank you so much uh, we were talking to Mamohai um, Mahlare who is uh, the group CEO of uh, at Take A Lot giving us some insight into the nature of their business which is made up of uh, takealot.com Superbalist as well as Mr. D uh, Mr. D Food giving us insight into some of the services that they are now adding onto the platform um, some of the partnerships such as the one with pick and pay that uh, they've recently added uh, talking about enabling small businesses over 8,000 of them that are listed on the platform where the scope for growth you know in the sector 4% of total retail giving some insight into just how big that e-commerce opportunity is and the fact that uh, you know even if there are other players that are coming into the market um, at the moment the pie is big enough and uh, Mamo uh, 
Momohai um, saying that it's game on, um, you know, when it comes to competition because a lot of work has been done in terms of putting down a lot of your infrastructure. And on that infrastructure, big piece is making sure that you're able to reach even the most remote parts of the country and making things happen on that end so that you can service service people that um, are beyond even just the metros because the majority of South Africans actually don't live in the developed parts of the country. So if you're going to be a South African business, those are some of the problems that uh, you do need to be solving for. And then uh, ending off talking about buy now, pay later and how some of that uh, innovation in terms of payment options is helping to increase adoption across the board. And then obviously, how do you keep the lights on um, in this in environment of load shedding so that's been it Mamohai. thank you so much for being with us today thank you very much this is Mudiwa's take Great discussion, uh, and I think going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how the competitors that we spoke about at the beginning, everyone is talking and anticipating uh, the Amazon entry into South Africa and how that is likely going to disrupt the market um, going forward. So how are they going to come into the country? Uh, how are they going to do what they do? Uh, that's going to be a big one. And it's a big one within the context of uh, a lot of the aspects that we were talking about with uh, with uh, Mamukha and the team at Take A Lot to say you need a deep level of infrastructure. Is Amazon coming in and putting down their own um, you know infrastructure network of uh, let's say uh, delivery staff drivers, uh, pickup points, etc. Or do they go for the partner uh, type of model where partner with a number of uh, your e-commerce delivery companies, pickup points, etc. How are they going to make make um, all of that happen because you need to be able to service uh, people that um uh, in the cities, people that are outside of the cities. Um, you know, we spoke about addressing all of that. How do you make all of that happen? How do you cater and uh, I guess adopt um, your business that is uh, that has been primarily focused in a lot of uh, Western countries? How do you adapt that to the local market? Uh, so it will be interesting to see how competitors, specifically Amazon, comes in and does that. And then going forward as well is uh, all of these payment options we talk about buy now pay later what is the next thing um, that's going to help to push up e-commerce adoption either in south africa or other parts of the world right now buy now pay later seems to be doing a lot of heavy lifting um, when it comes to bringing new people in um, what's the next thing that's going to happen how is that is it going to be the ability to pay literally from a mobile wallet um, on a site like take a lot who knows uh, but we wait to see how things develop in the space. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Pocket Cast or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.